You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. We're speaking with Erica Mailman. Her novel is The Witch's Trinity. It's a horror novel, and she's just joined the Horror Writers Association of America. Thank you for joining me, Erica. Thank you, Rick. Erica, tell me a little bit about joining the Horror Writers of America. You had never heard of this association until, alas, I must admit, I was the one who told you about it. Yes, I have you to thank. Um, when we interviewed a bit ago, you said you might want to look into the Bram Stoker um, Awards, which are given by the Horror Writers Association. And uh, so on that great bit of advice, I looked into the organization, which is a really cool network of um, horror writers, both supernatural and psychological horror writers who um, support each other. And uh, once a year, these awards come out to to uh, as something that's kind of fun for the membership. Now, when you how did you uh, locate them? Did you locate them on the web or, or on uh, in a magazine? How? Oh, very easy Google search, and their uh, horror.org uh, is is their website and. Um, it's pretty interesting when you join your membership benefits include lots of um, membership uh, uh, message boards and ways to communicate with other writers and get support in that way. And um, it's designed to not be competitive. It's supposed to be a supportive organization, which I think is great. Uh, wow. Wow, I apologize. <laughs> That's my 10-month-old. She's well, my little bit of horror here. <laughs> That that's a good ear peeling scream there. Uh, so uh, when you joined, did you have you talked to any of the people on the phone, or have you commu- communicated with anybody via email? Uh, yeah, it seems like everything happens by email, and so um, I've con- I've been in contact with a couple of very cool people. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about um, have have you told your publishers about this, and how has your publisher been promoting the book? I, I know the way it came out and the way it was kind of. Uh, presented to me was as literary fiction. Certainly, yeah. My publisher is very excited about the nomination. Um, and, yeah, this is being marketed as a, as a literary novel. Um, and certainly um, I'm excited about the, the horror angle as well because, uh, as I said, it's, it's about not only supernatural horror but psychological, which sort of fits my book a little bit better, I would say. The horror of um, the witchcraft trials and communities banding up against helpless women and men and uh, what it feels like to be accused of something that you have no defense against. You also have a a great picture of the outsider and and the way that people are marginalized. Yeah, uh, this is, uh, my book is set in medieval Germany and it's a a community that's small enough that if anybody acts a little bit outside the norm, it really catches people's attention. And my main character is, is a woman who has lived long past everybody else of her generation. Um, she's one of the only people left of her age, and and she's sort of starting to cause attention by her longevity. One of the things I found um, interesting uh, about your book 
was, as you say, there's a, a couple of varieties of horror in it. There's uh, certainly some scenes of superb supernatural horror. And, and I have to ask you, when you were writing these scenes, did you think of that that the witches you were describing were real? Did you, I mean, in your mind, in the in the as a, as a novelist in the story, did you think yes, there are really evil satanic witches? Uh, that's a tough one to answer because I think one of the the important um, cruxes of the book is whether the main character is really seeing these witches or if she's an unreliable narrator. And so I kind of like to leave that a little bit ambiguous as to as to whether this is supernatural or um, if my character is, as she fears, uh, suffering senile dementia. Of course, she wouldn't put it in those terms in the Middle Ages, but uh, she certainly has noticed that her her mental capacities are are dimming as she ages. As a writer, you you found yourself taking this. You would, your previous work book was a, a work of. of a pretty straightforward historical fiction. Um, and with this book, you've taken a kind of a turn towards a horrific... I'm wondering, do you feel more interested in pursuing a genre fiction or, or incorporating aspects of genre fiction into your literary fiction? You know, I'm somebody who we reads incredibly widely. Um, I read lots of nonfiction. I read poetry. I read young adult picture books now, um, and uh, now that I have a daughter. And... I really like the idea of not being tied to a particular genre or um, specialty. And so um, while I love historical fiction, and that's, you know, a big part of what I read, I would like to keep my options open for the future about about what I write. Ha- have you started a, a new novel yet? I'm working on a couple, actually, um, and they're both sort of on hold due to new motherhood. Uh, one is historical and one isn't. So, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could you talk a little bit about being a, a new mother and, and a writer? It, it sounds certainly sounds like a challenge from from this end of the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I apologize for the what we call the pterodactyl shrieks that are emerging. I thought my daughter would be in the middle of a nap during this interview. I apologize. Uh, yeah, it, it has certainly been interesting. Um, Writing now requires prearrangement with a babysitter so that I have somebody to uh, to be entertaining her while I'm while I'm in the other room <laughs> <laughs> writing. <laughs> Boy, that's really a great. Uh, I can uh, that uh, that needs to go into a nice little horror story. <laughs> <laughs> My personal horror story, and I'd like to assure anyone who's listening that. She is fully napped, fully fed, and her diaper is dry. So this is just sort of her playful shriek. <laughs> no, I, I had uh, I have two children. They're they're now shrieking in their twenties. I fully understand the, the pterodactyl shriek phenomena. Uh, as a writer, I one thing I. I I did find it myself was that parenthood really changes your perspective on what you're interested in and, and what you're what you're able even to to write. Are you finding that to be the case? Oh, I'm curious to hear what, what your end of that felt like. How, how how did you experience that change? Well, you know, I, far I would say that my the types of as a horror writer, which is was primarily what I was working on, is a my 
perspective changed in that I was far less uh, willing to um, involve children <laughs> in, oh, right. in, in, in whatever my dark imaginings were. Certainly. Well, one thing that's pretty interesting is that uh, the witch's trinity has a lot to do with fertility and um, disrupted fertility. And in fact, there's a, a character in the book who's barren and um, very devastated about that. And we, my husband and I, actually had a, a really tough time getting and staying pregnant, and uh, it took a period of, of years to get to this point. And I think as I was writing that, that novel and, and looking at that barren character, I think she was sort of my <laughs> my wish fulfillment of, of uh, somebody who is... is taking a very proactive stance about what's happening to her. And I won't reveal any more because it's kind of a plot spoiler, but somebody who just very desperately wants a child. Well, that, that's really fascinating. Are, as, now, you also write uh, for, you have, an, an, at least in the past, written columns for newspapers. And, and could you talk a little bit how that plays into, you know, being a parent, having this kind of splintered attention span, and trying to work on two novels at once? Oh, that's a great description, the splintered attention span. Uh, yes, I write a uh, history column of local history um, for a newspaper in Oakland, California, called The Montclairian. I've done that for about seven years. And so it involves going to the Oakland History Room and looking at photographs and looking at the files and coming up with something every other week. And I have to tell you, it has really sort of um, become less than every other week. Uh, I no longer live in Oakland. We moved uh, about four or five months ago. And so it's just tough to make that trip, to do the research. And and it's hard. Your priorities do certainly shift. And especially when I don't live in the in the city any longer that I'm writing about, it's, it's really tough. Uh, it's interesting to me that you're writing, you're working on two different novels at once. Um, how do you divide your attention span as a writer between those two novels and, and choose which one to work on? Uh, it's all pretty random just when I have the time when I sit down where there's been a problem or recent activity. And when I say problem, I mean like a writing issue that I can tackle because it's you probably know as a writer it's more fun when you're sort of problem solving to mm-hmm, go in and write mm-hmm. than when um, you know where you're going in a way. <laughs> So it depends, I guess, what the most recent activity has been, which one I turn to. Uh, is the is the horror writers are the horror writers of America? Is that membership uh, helping you a, as a writer in, in any way beyond the Stoker nomination? Well, I would like to be a more participatory member. I, I know that uh, there is a lot of um, back and forth thing and support among members, and I look forward in the future to to being more engaged in that way. And most of this occurs in the in the chat rooms and and in the uh, uh, the columns, as it were. I'm trying to right. There's there's places where people post information, and and that's where all that happens. Do you find new markets there? Do you, do they have uh, postings for new markets and anthologies? You know, I haven't looked at those links, but I think that there is information there for um, people who are who are looking for markets to submit short stories or learn more about how to submit their work. Are you have you written short stories and published them? No, I haven't. Is that something that you might be interested in? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, most people who uh, go through writing programs end up taking a workshop or two in fiction, even if they're poetry people, which which I was. 
And so that's a really good introduction to the short story, and I really like that. Um, I, I like that. What's the word? Not genre, but that. Um, yeah, I like short <laughs> stories. <laughs> We've been talking with Erica Mailman. Her novel is The Witch's Trinity. It's been nominated for a Stoker Award. Thank you for joining me, Erica. Thank you so much, Rick. <laughs> and, and say hello to your little baby, your daughter, whose name is? Calera. Calera. Wow, that's a great name. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Rick. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Bye.